A recent post on social media asks this question, what is your why for being a choir director? Now, in this year with so many challenges, it's so incredibly important that we have a good idea of what our why is, not only for us, but also for our program and then also for our singers. In today's episode, we're going to discuss how you can find your why, your greater purpose for what you do as a choir director and talk about why it's so important that you remember what that why is. Let's get into it. Here we go. And welcome everyone to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. I am your host, Matt Walker. Thanks so much for joining me today. Now, before we get started, make sure that you hit subscribe so that new episodes will automatically download into your podcast app of choice. So go ahead, do that right now. Hit subscribe and then come on back. And also, I'd like to give a shout out to one of our listeners of the podcast, to Bethany. I received an email from Bethany just last week and she says, Matt, I am listening to your podcast and so thankful to have your experience and guidance. Thank you so much for packaging what you're doing in these concise ways that you can share and support all of us who are figuring things out as we go. Keep up the brilliant work. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for your kind words. I'm always ecstatic to hear that my listeners are enjoying the podcast and finding it helpful. And the positive feedback from listeners is what makes all of the hard work worthwhile. So if you're listening to this and enjoying the podcast, I'd like to hear from you as well. So send me an email at matt at choirdirectorcorner.com, M-A-T-T at choirdirectorcorner.com, and let me know what in the podcast you found helpful, as well as any ideas for topics or guests that you might have for the podcast. I would love to hear from you. Well, as I mentioned in the intro, in today's episode, we are going to discuss finding your why. And the why is sort of you know, why you are a choir director, why you have chosen uh, to teach students. You know, it's, it's, a, it's sort of a big question, right? But I saw a post recently uh, on social media, and it you know it made me kind of sad. Um, a, a fellow choir director posting, and they just very discouraged, as you can possibly imagine, right? This year in teaching is probably the most challenging year that we've all ever seen, like this generation. Um, you know, I think about uh, my grandparents, you know, uh, we have a couple of, of grandmas in our family that have reached the ripe old age of 100. And hearing them talk about like stories from the Great Depression and, you know, other things throughout the history of our country. And this is sort of our generations that this is our event, right? With this pandemic and everything else that's going on uh, in the past couple of years, you know, we're going to look back, you know, 50, you know, 60 years from now and people will just look back and just say, wow, like what in the world was going on? So if you're feeling frustrated, 
you definitely are not alone. And this post uh, that I saw, this fellow, again, this fellow choir director, just really frustrated. And the question was, you know, what is your why for teaching? You know, why did you get into this profession? Why did you decide to lead choirs? And this person was so frustrated with their current situation that it's almost like they had forgotten uh, why they decided to uh, to become a choir director in the first pr- first place, and it was really uh, kind of sad. And so, I thought today I would talk about this topic about finding your why and why it's so important to remember your why in this year of all years, right? Now, I go back to uh, 2019, and uh, one of the books that I read was a book by an author, Simon Sinek. I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but the book was called Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. Now, it's primarily a book related to business, but it does also discuss the topics of leadership and motivation quite a bit. And I think that makes it very relevant to the world of teaching and really leading a musical ensemble in particular. While I feel like I spend a lot of time teaching musical concepts, I often think I spend just as much of my time, if not more, nurturing student leaders and figuring out how to motivate students in a positive way. Well, in his book, Cynic starts with what he calls the golden circle, which is a pattern inspired by the golden ratio that he uses to explain human behavior. Now, more specifically, it helps us understand why we do what we do. The golden circle is actually a set of three circles inside each other. Now, the outside circle is our what. And for businesses, this is the product or service that they sell, right? And literally, it refers to what they do. Now, inside this circle, the middle circle is the how, the methods or the processes that explain how a business does what they do. And then inside that, the innermost circle is the why. This refers to a company's purpose, uh, their cause, and or their primary belief or their belief system. So Cynic states in his book that he believes that most organizations act or communicate from the outside in, starting with the what. But he believes that organizations and leaders that truly inspire rather than manipulate act and communicate from the inside out, starting with the why. Now, to explain how this all works, Cynic uses a lot of examples of different businesses and organizations. Apple is used often as an example of an organization that values their why. They think differently, challenging the status quo and empowering the individual rather than the what, the making of products. So Senate gives an example of what Apple might use for a marketing message if they thought and acted like other computer companies. It sounds like this. We make great computers. They're beautifully designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Would you like to buy one? But because Apple starts with the why, their marketing message sounds more like this. 
Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo. We believe in thinking differently. The way we challenge the status quo is by making our products beautifully designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. And we happen to make great computers. Would you like to buy one? Now, as I'm reading through all of this, I'm brainstorming how these ideas and theories relate to what we do as choir directors. And I think there are a lot of ways we can use these concepts to reflect on our teaching. Here are three questions that came to mind that I think are very relevant, especially in years like this one. So the first one was, what is your why? Why did you decide to become a choir director? Now, this question is very important as it helps us form our philosophy of teaching. And as we all know, being a choir director can be tough, long hours, not great pay, lots of challenges, especially in a year like this, sometimes little, if any, support. Knowing and remembering your why is something we can focus on to help us get through some of the difficult times, times just like this year that we are facing. Now, I was reminded of my why one summer when my daughter went off to a week-long music camp for the first time. She had an amazing time and talking with her about her learning experiences and just the pure joy that she had in making music. It reminded me of what I strive to bring to my students. And especially in a year like this one where everything is different, we've had to modify so many things. It, Going back to, you know, what is really my why? And yes, I want there to be great music and I want that to be a part of it. But it's really sharing my musical experiences with my students. I mean, I've been so fortunate to have the musical experience that I've had in my life. And I want to be able to try and share those experiences with them. I want to share my love of music with them. I want to share all the ways that having uh, you know, music in their lives can just enrich their lives in so many different ways. I mean, it's not just a, uh, a way to make money where certainly there's going to be some students that have maybe that opportunity, but there's just so many other things that uh, music and singing in a choir can do for them and so many things that it can teach them, teaching about, the, about grit and perseverance and the importance of work ethic, but also, you know, a way to make connections with other people, building their self-esteem. I mean, I could go on and on and on. There's just so many wonderful things that, you know, they can receive and they can learn about uh, by being in, in an ensemble, by being in music. And some of that doesn't even have anything specific to do with learning musical skills, right? There's so many other things that we still can do, even in a year like this. There are still things that we can share, still things that we can teach them, still so many things we can teach them, that while it may be different than what we've normally done, it's still incredibly 
uh, possible and incredibly important that we do those things. So when we do have these challenging times, going back to our core and remembering at our core, what is our why? What is our purpose? Why did we get into this in the first place? What is it that's really important to share with our students? Getting past the notes and rhythms. Yes, that's all very important. But getting past that to the experiences and to the just all the other things that we want to share with our students and help them learn. So that was the first sort of big overarching question, right? But the second one was, what is the why of your ensemble or your organization or your program? What is your main purpose, your ensemble's purpose, your program's purpose? Why do you do the things that you do? You know, and a lot of these are sort of building off that first question, you know, what is specifically for you? What is your why? But now sort of, you know, again, it's going sort of outside that circle a little bit more. What about the ensemble, your organization? If you're a church choir director, a community choir director, uh, you know, working with a 9 through 12 program or a 6 through 12, or you've got an elementary program, what are some of the whys of that program? Not just for you now, but thinking about your overarching program. Well, like with Apple, this question should be where we start, right? Just like Simon Sinek says, we want to start on the inside of our circle and work out. So starting with the why and not the what. So rather than starting with the end product, i.e. the performances, starting with the why. And in years like this, this might be a little bit easier, right? We may have something very different for performances. You may not even be able to have performances at all. So that what might be highly modified or it might just be totally different or even gone, right? This is a perfect opportunity to get back to our core and get back to our why. Now, for instance, the why of my program is to foster the joy of singing and to create lifelong independent musicians. And when I start to look at the how and then the what of my program, if they don't match up with my why, then I need to go back and reevaluate right? Maybe, you know, your program has done a competition, a choral competition, and it's been a long-standing tradition. Looking at a competition like that, and maybe, you know, again, that competition maybe is not being held anymore this year because of the pandemic and, and other mitigation things going on. Now is a perfect opportunity to look at that type of event and think, does that what really match up with my why? And if it doesn't, is there something that we in the future that we could do instead for our students that really gets to our core and gets to the why uh, for us as individual teachers, for our program, and then also for our singers, right? And that leads me to the third question, which we've talked about ourselves personally and then about our program. What is the why for your singers? Why are they in your choir? What is their motivation for being there? And what are their expectations? 
I think it's really important to think about the perspective of our singers. For me, teaching high school, I need to think about what their expectation is coming up from middle school, right? All of that is connected. Why are they here in my program? And is it for what I would consider the quote unquote right reasons? And and again, that's maybe a greater discussion there. Are there really wrong reasons? Maybe yes, maybe no. I once heard Eric Whitaker tell a story about why he joined choir in high school. And it was because there were a bunch of cute girls in the choir and because the choir was taking a trip that year. Right. Uh, I forget. I think they were going to uh, Florida or uh, Mexico or something like that. Somewhere warm. Right. So those were the two things that got him in the door. But then that first rehearsal, he walked in and the choir was singing a a piece by Mozart. And he just, you know, he talks in this story about it just kind of hits him all of a sudden, singing this Mozart. And he was just kind of overwhelmed from that experience. And boom, he was hooked, right? It wasn't Mozart that got him in the door. It was these other things that maybe we wouldn't consider, you know, being choir directors, we wouldn't consider those to be uh, the the quote unquote, the right reasons, but that got him in the door. And, and then sort of the music part of it, you know, getting into Mozart, that is what hooked him into that joy, that love of choral music. So if we know more about the why of our singers, we can gain some insight about how we can motivate them, as well as in what ways we might need to support them, especially, again, in a year like we are going through right now. For me, I have a few kids that come into my program that they love show choir, Um, but maybe they aren't all that crazy about the curricular concert choirs, right, which are required for them to participate in show choir. But just like with the, the story with Eric Whitaker, if show choir gets them in the door, terrific, right? That's all I need because I know once I get them in the door, I have so many tools in my toolbox that I can use to get them hooked on singing in a choir. Now, for some of these singers, you know, typically, uh, you know, maybe it's the performance that really is what drives them, right? And again, maybe performances are happening in your world and maybe not. If they are happening, maybe they're very different than what they've looked like before. But those singers are still there, right? They're still in your room. And you may have lost a few, you know, I think we've all probably lost a few in our programs. um, For various reasons, few of those reasons, if any of those reasons have anything to do with us, right? And so, you know, talking about giving yourself some grace here a little bit. But looking at why those kids might be motivated to still be there. And if you're unsure, one of the best things to do is just ask them, right? A simple Google form, two or three little questions. Why did you decide to stay in choir this year? You know, what are your expectations? What are you hoping to gain from your participation in choir? What is motivating you? What do you love most about choir? It doesn't have to be a lot, right? Just a couple of different questions. So if you're unsure, 
teenagers, boy, they will tell you, right? They are opinionated. All you have to do is ask that question and, and they will let you know in no, <laughs> uh, no uncertain terms. They, they will tell you. And so getting that feedback, I think, is very important. So hearing from them, straight from them, what is their why? And then talking about that and discussing that and the value of that why. And sometimes they've got some ideas about what the why is. And sometimes they might not quite know what that is. And so having that discussion and helping them sort of flesh that out a little bit. All these questions, uh, you know, coming from this, uh, this book, starting with why, that directly uh, relate to what we're doing as choir directors, particularly in this year for us, for our programs, and for our singers as well. Now, another quote in the book that I found particularly relevant is this. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And this is very similar to a quote that I heard very early on in my teaching career that you are maybe familiar with. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And both quotes remind us of the importance of cultivating relationships and establishing a positive choir culture. Singers can tell if we are consistently making our why the emphasis rather than the what. And by cultivating relationships, we build trust with our singers and a a supportive, encouraging, positive environment where singers will feel safe and they will be willing to be vulnerable as well. When we start with the why, the how and the what start to fall into place. And this, again, this is all very important, especially this year, where you're going to have singers where your choir room is their safe space. That is their safe space. Um, And it's a place where, and I, I tell my singers this, this, I want this to be a place where no matter what is troubling you, You can leave those troubles at the door and you can come into this space for 45, 50 minutes, whatever that time frame is, and just sing and just be you and not have to worry about any sort of criticism or judgment or, you know, being anxious or self-conscious. They can just be themselves and share their love of singing and their love of music and to be able to do that with other people that feel the same way about it. That's a very powerful thing. And, you know, going back to that initial post where that person was asking, you know, what is your why? And, Maybe the question, you know, it, yes, it's important for us to know our why, the, the whys of our program, whatever that is, but really getting to being student driven and student centered, you know, making it less about what it is that we need and getting to the heart of what our singers need. And more than any other year, that is so very important. And there might be rehearsals where they don't need 
notes and rhythms. And, you know, when I started my career, I, I would never have, have said that. I would never have, have thought that. You know, I was the, the quality, the, the, the level of excellence of the music making was so heavily important to me. And now, you know, the past several years, and especially then into this year, really drilling down to to what's important. And, you know, it's trying to remind myself, it's not my why that should be the top priority. It's the why of the singers. And so when they come in reading the room and interacting with them and building those relationships and finding different ways to interact with them, which I get is all so very difficult, right? Um, depending on what your mode of, of instruction and teaching is right now. I, I get that. But if we can continue to strive to make the why of our singers uh, the center of what we're doing, um, that's going to have uh, incredible benefits, not just for us, but in our programs, but uh, our singers, you know, inside the rehearsal room and outside as well. Um, one last thing I would like to just mention is remembering to give yourselves grace. You know, this is a, a, a phrase that I will uh, use often. Um, and just really what I, I mean by this is not being so hard on yourselves, right? I think many uh, choral directors, band directors, you know, music makers, um, we tend to be perfectionists, right? Again, we want that level of music making to be so high. And there are so many obstacles and challenges that have been thrown in our way this year. And, you know, if if it's not perfect, if it's not exactly what it is, you know, please, again, not only don't beat yourself up, but know that there are so many of us that are in the same boat, right? And so remembering to to give yourself grace, to understand that th- these are impossible situations that we are being thrown into. And so all we can do is try to do our very best and continue to search out best practices and ways that we can best serve, nurture, and support our students. And if you're doing those things, then that's awesome, right? You you should be happy with that and not being too uh, hard on yourself as far as what this year might look at look like or you know how much you're supposed to be able to get done in a particular day again giving yourself grace and continuing to make the why of your singers uh, at the heart of everything that we do. Well, I hope you find this episode today helpful. Um, I hope that in some way this has been encouraging to you, has been supportive of you and your current teaching situation and what you're working on. And again, if you've you've got challenges that you're facing, uh, I want to be able to help you with that, even if it's just lending an ear and just listening. Yeah, if you just need to vent, uh, <laughs> if you just need someone to bounce some ideas off of, um, 
I am uh, more than willing to uh, to help you uh, be sort of that sounding board, um, more than happy to help you sort of troubleshoot some of these challenges uh, that you might be facing. And, you know, another place where you might find uh, people just like me, like-minded choir directors, is in our private Facebook group. And you can find that at choirdirectorcornergroup.com. And so that's a web link that you don't even have to search in Facebook. You just put that into your web browser, www.choirdirectorcornergroup.com, and it will take you right into our private Facebook group. And again, it's uh, totally private. Uh, it's totally free. We've got uh, hundreds of choir directors in there uh, getting to the point where getting close to thousands, which is great to see, um, willing to uh, interact with you, to help you, support you. Uh, and again, just to listen, to help you troubleshoot some of those challenges that maybe you're facing. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, just send me an email at matt, M-E-T-T, at choirdirectorcorner.com. I would love to talk with you about some of the obstacles, the challenges that you're facing in your teaching, and maybe you want to have a discussion about finding that why and what that why might be for you uh, as a choir director and what you would like to see that why be as far as your program, your church choir, your community choir, and also talking about the why of your singers as well. Well, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And if you'd be so kind, please leave the podcast a review. That will help us get the word out to more of our choir director colleagues. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. And I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. Don't forget to check us out over on Facebook at www.choirdirectorcornergroup.com. 